You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 118. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 118. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. I hope everyone is doing well and staying warm in the cold parts of the country and enjoying beautiful warm weather in the warm parts of the country. We are keeping busy over here at Life Coaching for Parents. I've got classes going on starting soon. I've got a leading your teen class. If you are struggling with your teenager, this is the class for you. You can go to leadingyourteen.com to learn more about it. It starts with a free call with me to see if you're a good fit for the group coaching program or maybe a better fit for the one-on-one. Absolutely free, no obligation. You just can sign up at leadingyourteen.com. I also have a class starting soon. This is my time for the talk class. And this is a class for parents to take with their 9 to 12 or 13-year-olds. So if you've got a kid who's starting puberty or whose all their friends are in puberty and uh, you want to open up the lines of communication about ooh, some difficult subjects, how babies are made and talking about the changes that are going along with puberty. This is a really great class because it's really designed to help open up communication between the parents and the kids so that your kids learn you are the person to go to for questions later on in their teenage years, that they don't have to turn to Google or YouTube or ask Siri when they have questions about sex, puberty, relationships. We talk about gender. We talk about Uh, values and decision-making and friendships. It's a really wonderful class that encompasses more than just anatomy and physiology. So if you have a 9 to 12-year-old or a 13-year-old who's been maybe pretty sheltered during COVID, you could squeeze the 13-year-old in there. Sometimes those 13-year-olds are, um, you kind of missed the window of opportunity and the door is closed and they don't want to talk to mom and dad. So it kind of depends on the individual, but uh, nine to 12 is usually a great time to start opening up conversations. So if you're interested, you can go to timeforthetalk.com and they are both starting soon. So get on it. And today we are going to do something a little bit different. So today I have a, a interview that I recorded with a former client and she was struggling to find happiness. For 12 years, she had devoted her life to mothering and she was very busy with working part-time and full-time mothering and had lots of kids. And she, it had gotten to the point where she just had kind of lost herself. Does anybody maybe relate to the feeling of feeling like you've lost yourself through the course of parenting? That you don't quite know who you are anymore And she was really at this place where she's like, even if I have time to myself, I'm not sure what to do with it to make me feel better. And so 
I wanted to kind of follow up with her a year later and see how things were going since she went through the 12-week Super Mom is Getting Tired coaching program. And so this is an interview with her talking about like what stuck with her, how her life had changed after going through it, what uh, kind of changes she started to adopt into her everyday life that really helped continue the work that she and I did together. So I think you're going to enjoy it. So here it is. And I hope to see you or talk to you soon. I hope you are all doing well and I will love you and leave you to listen to this wonderful interview. All right. Welcome. So I am Tori and I'm here talking with Jamie and I wanted to talk to you. It's been a year since we've done, you've done the super mom is getting tired coaching program, that 12 week coaching program. So I kind of wanted to check in and see how your life has changed, what's shifted for you from when we first started talking. And so I'm going to read back to you your intake form from a year ago. I'm I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So when you think back to when you first hired me, what, what do you think was your reason? Why did you think life coaching? What were you looking for? Why did you think it would help you? I think I was looking for solutions. I was just feeling in general, just really frustrated and stuck. I felt like my world was just kind of being, I was just being drugged through my days. Um, and I, I really didn't feel like I had much that I was looking forward to. And I was just searching for things. Um, I think when I first chatted with you, I was reading every, you know, parenting book that was ever written um, thinking that if I just found that one technique, you know, my whole, everything would, would change. And that was almost confusing me more. It wasn't a technique you were looking for. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It wasn't the techniques were not the, you know, the issue um, that I was having at the time. Yeah. And you have kids in what age range now? So I will have my first teenager in January and we have five children. So the oldest will be 13 in January and our youngest is three. So we, we span lots of different, um, yes, different age ranges and different challenges and yes. Right. So here's what, so actually, let me ask you this question first and see if your answer has changed. What is the best part of your day now? The best part of my day is get all together, um, like dinner time or when we're kind of almost like dreaming or getting excited about going to do something or just kind of like the, the whole family together conversation type, type thing. Not the nitty gritty getting ready to go somewhere, but, you know, like more of the fun conversations and kind of dreaming together. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So what you answered a year ago, the best part of your day, well, you did also say seriously hard to answer. That, that didn't change. Yeah. <laughs> but you said, um, sometimes when everyone is loaded into the car, I have to run back in for something. And I really enjoy the peace and quiet. So I linger a bit mm. longer. <laughs> I forgot about that. <gasps> like your little, yes. your little snippet of time of peacefulness was like so minuscule and like snuck. It was like the sneaky thing you had to carve out for yourself. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, I actually, wow. I'm, I, that is, I totally remember that. And, um, I have not felt that recently. I, I mean, I forgot that that is what I wrote, but I remember feeling that way yeah. and like having that moment of just like, <gasps> like breathing when everybody was in the car. Yeah. So it's, it's the state that we get into. <laughs> I don't know if everybody does, but I certainly did where you just feel like the weeds are taller than you and you can't see out of the weeds, right? Like, you're just like, I don't, like I, like you said, I can't even, I don't even know. Like every, your life is so busy and so full that it's hard to even identify like, you know, what's wrong, right? Why, Mm -hmm. why am I not enjoying parenting these kids? Why am I, I've got everything that I want. Why am I not happier? And and so we look for answers in parenting books. (laughs) I certainly Mm -hmm. did that too. So what, what do you think? And you were also working part-time. You're working like 20 yeah. hours a week mm-hmm. when we talk. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so tell me how your life has shifted now from feeling lost, overwhelmed. How else would you describe before you came to life coaching? You're looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not enjoying. I think that life coaching gave me a chance to um, step back and, and just sort of look at my life from a different vantage point. And um, like you said, we get so trapped in, you know, the day to day and the things that are happening right in front of us that we don't even take the time to, to really think about what is, um, what are my values? What are, you know, what, what's making me happy? What I didn't even know what would make me happy when we first started chatting. I was just so disconnected to really my own, my own feelings and my own, um, self, I guess. And so I think that as we work through our 12 weeks together, I was slowly starting to be able to pull like pieces of myself back into the equation. And I, I really think that that was hard at first because, you know, we just live in this culture where it's like, you know, just give, 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 give to your children, but make sure you look perfect and, you know, make sure you're going to the gym and you're doing this. And it's just, just seems like, like I was in this situation where I just, well, if I can just check all the boxes, then I should be happy. But I wasn't actually stopping and thinking about, well, what is it that fills me up? And what, what does, you know, at the end of the day, when I put my head on the pillow, like that was satisfying, or I enjoyed that, or that brought me peace. I did not have a sense for what that was anymore um, at when we first started working together. So. Right. Yeah. It's this, in fact, you even wrote, I said, I said, what are you ridiculously good at? And you said, looking like I have it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can yeah. look the part from the outside, Yes. yes. And, but on the inside, and it's like, you know, the way I see it is that when you become a mom, like people stop, nobody's asking you, you're sitting at home with a baby and a toddler. No one's asking you, Hey, how are you doing? And the simplest questions, like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to do this weekend for fun? And when nobody asks you that for a decade, you stop asking yourself. So you don't know the answers to those questions. And you mm-hmm. don't think that's, you know, our culture does, isn't supporting that, us asking those, those questions. It's mm-hmm. like, make sure the kids are taken care of and all their needs are met. And there isn't this internal focus on like, what do you want? So as yep. we started asking those questions 
and trying to figure out like what brings you peace, what makes you feel alive and content, how did your life start to change? Well, I think that um, it, it changed slowly at first. And then I, I feel like it started to like almost pick up steam a little bit. So um, at first it was just like my, my youngest had one day of mom's day out. And I used to pack in all of my errands and all of my things like grocery shopping. And it was like this four hour period of time where I was just hustling to get all this stuff done. And I think the first small shift was like, I took back that time or I said, you know, I'm not going to do, I'm going to do what I want to do during this time. And some days I woke up and I didn't even know what I wanted to do. You know, I, I, I didn't know what would make me feel good. So I just took it like hour by hour, like, okay, I want to go to the coffee or get a coffee and go sit at the library and read a book. I have not done that in a decade or, you know, and so, and then I just started doing, you know, things like that um, to try to discover what it is that I do enjoy doing. And then that day led me to actually enroll him in another day. So then I had two mornings a week and I started to just um, use kind of one of those days to explore being creative and explore um, just kind of what I wanted to do maybe in my future. And, and it wasn't organized or anything like that. And some days, again, like some days I would wake up and just say, wow, like I want to get organized today. You know, I, this is what I wanted. And I want to do it in a quiet house where nobody's around, but this I'm doing it because I want to do it and it's going to help, you know, help me. And so I think that was the first big shift that I had. Because the questions are more important than the answers, right? Like if you're like, I have four hours and like, okay, what do I want to do with first hour, right? Right now. And then what do Mm -hmm. I want to do right now? And then what do I want to write down? Every time you ask yourself the question, you have to turn your focus inward and pay attention. And that's the beautiful part is the Mm -hmm. paying attention and the asking. Mm -hmm. It's not so much the answer so much. It is like, what do I want now? And what's next? And you're like, oh, I'm feeling the urge to be creative. Oh, but this week I'm feeling the urge to get organized. And Mm -hmm. so it just brings you more front and center of your life. Yes. So I love it. I started with Mother's Day. I had one day a year, <laughs> four hours yeah. a week. That's much yeah. better. Just that one day a year, I would tune in where like, what do I want? Like ignore cultural expectations of what I'm supposed to want and do on Mother's Day. Ignore my mom, my mother-in-laws, like all of them. And just be like, what do I want? I remember one year mm-hmm. I, I, want, I painted the dining room because mm-hmm. I wanted to feel a sense of accomplishment. You know, mm-hmm. so much of when you're a mom, your tasks are so circular yes. that you don't ever get this feeling of satisfaction of job well done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that was how I spent my mother's day, <laughs> but, but I got my family out of the house. Which was mm-hmm. beautiful thing, so. yes. yeah. yeah. So you started asking yourself the question, you started mm-hmm. giving yourself more time mm-hmm. to pay attention. Yeah. Okay. You yes. also and quit I your think job I- during that time. I did. I quit my job during that time, which was needed. Um, one, because of the COVID environment that we were living in, it was just my kids were not really fully in school and it was, it was just starting to be a disaster. So um, I have since gone back 
um, yeah. but half of what I was working before. And so um, I feel feeling like that was also that was also part, I think, of the work that we did together was, you know, I I learned that I, I actually didn't enjoy being a 100% stay at home mom that I really liked that day of like you said, where I went and everyone is nice to me and I feel super accomplished and people say job well done. And when I walk out the door, I leave, you know, I can leave the work behind. Um, And so I was, I was really missing that. And so I had an opportunity to, to get, get a piece of that back. And I'm, I'm super happy for that. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So that's, where I am with, with the job. Um, what I was going to say is that I will, in the beginning of, of the, us working together, I put, you know, when I was trying to carve out this time, I, I felt like I, I definitely put up some like boundaries, which I'm not, is not something I'm skilled at, but my husband definitely noticed and it, it took him a little while to adjust. Like he wasn't used to me saying, no, I'm not available to do this or do that during this period of time. Um, and so that was a, a little bit of an adjustment. But I think the positive was, you know, fast forward to now, I've I'm done enough um, discovering what it is that I enjoy. And part of what I enjoy is spending time with him. And so it has so improved our relationship also, like I said, a little, little tricky at the beginning as I'm, you know, putting up those boundaries and trying to just reacquaint myself with myself, but our relationship is so much better than it was a year ago. And, um, I I think that that was also part of that, you know, picking up steam and just kind of the evolution of the year. So, yeah. Well, and before you had the, your, your belief was that if I could just get the kids to step up, help out, do Mm -hmm. more then that, you know, then I could feel better. Then I could be like, I could relax. I can do what I want to do. And so that was Mm -hmm. kind of all your focus. And so I imagine with your husband, it was like, Hey dude, like you can help me by help getting the kids, you Mm -hmm. know, because you think that's the solution. And now it's like, Oh wait, I get to actually do what I want to do now. I don't have to wait for them to reach full independence and, you know, maturity so that I can get a break. I can actually take a break now, set up some boundaries around mm-hmm. that. And I mm-hmm. remember you and I talking about like having like a little, like taking a overnight, a weekend yourself. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was like, like blasphemy. <laughs> but I remember mm-hmm. you reacting to yeah. it. You're like, yeah. Tori, like how, no, that's impossible. I could never, mm-hmm. you had a lot of resistance if I remember Mm -hmm. that to the idea of you taking some time, like a whole like night away. Mm -hmm. Tell me how that has evolved. Yeah. So I feel like that, So I I had to baby step my way into that for sure, (laughs) because, you know, the four hours when my son's at preschool is one thing, but me, you know, going away for, you know, a long period of time um, by myself just seemed like that's never, you know, how's that, how's that going to work? Right. It's almost like my uh, children will die. Like that's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. and I was the same way of like, that's impossible. Like you can't even entertain it because you're just like, yeah. when you've been sort of in prison <laughs> with your children yeah. for so long, of like, they need me. I have to be here. They can't survive without me. Then it really feels like you're just a total abandonment. Mm-hmm. So as and I can, think for me, it was less that I didn't think that they could survive without me. Um, oh. 
because I knew that they they could. It was more like logistically speaking, like how could I ever ask somebody to step into this? Because I would, because this to me seemed so overwhelming and hard and overwhelming. And so, how could I ever ask anybody else to step into this? And so, for me, it wasn't that they weren't going to survive without me. It was just there's nobody else who will come, you know. So. Um, <laughs> will volunteer. To, nobody wants you know, this life. Like nobody wants to do this <laughs> Even for a day. <laughs> so, like I said, I baby, I kind of baby stepped my way into it. I we actually started. My husband and I went, and we did like twenty four hours away in town. I mean, we literally went a mile away <laughs> to a hotel, and you know, we ate food that we wanted to eat. We kind of dreamed about 2021 and um, we set some, set some goals. I don't want to even want to say goals, but more just like visions of things that we were hopeful might happen. And yeah, we just had a really, and we swapped in. And so that was the kind of the first step is we did that together. And that was, that was um, really nice. And then from there, I, I didn't even do the one day. I just, couple weeks later, I started talking with a friend and realized, you know, I, there, this whole, like going out of town with friends was not something that I had ever done ever in my whole, you know, my whole parenting experience. And I think that I had at that point, probably I was about six weeks in the program. I was feeling a little bit more confident, like, well, maybe this could happen. I mean, why can't this happen? Right. Instead of saying, no way I could never do that. And so then I just sort of started playing around with that idea and planned a trip, a hiking trip out to Arizona. And it was um, myself and three other ladies. And it was an awesome trip. It was peaceful and restful and just, you know, what each of us really needed. All of us were moms. And, um, and I, I just didn't ever think that that was even a possibility to do something like that. And it was, and it wasn't hard. It wasn't even, you know, I had made it into something impossible and it wasn't. It, and it how was did, who, who's looking after your kids and how did they survive? So, so my husband, he's a hundred percent capable of taking care of our kids and always, you know, always has been. And I think it was, you know, I felt like I needed to ask for, for permission to do that, but I think he was, fine with it you know it's like if you just don't ever think to like bring it up and talk about it and say hey this is something I really want to do he was really supportive so yeah so he he held down the fort with the kids of course his his parents you know helped and his sister helped and all the all the people come to help when dad you know when mom's right when dad's there when mom's there like ah she can handle it yeah yeah exactly so um yeah and so that was the that was spectacular yeah yeah but it's this cultural yes. programming that we have around like we're not supposed to ask for help we shouldn't need a break from the kids which is mm-hmm. like mind-boggling to me now but I definitely had that like if, if I'm a good mom I should want to be with my kids 24 7 should never want to go yeah. away we'd be without them like how how that got planted in my brain I don't know mm-hmm. right because it, it seems mm-hmm. so illogical but I definitely believed it yes yeah. And then I saw like pictures of you on Facebook, like traveling with your husband. Like, yes. So then that was again, like 
huge. So we have, we have maybe one time in our entire marriage left the kids and got, you know, gone away. And that was probably when we only had two kids. And again, it's not that we don't like trust our kids to do fine. It's just logistically, we just didn't think it was a possibility. And and we just kind of, you know, that, that hotel stay, we just started kind of dreaming of possibility. And I learned um, kind of early in, in working with you that I really enjoy being outside and that's really good for me and hiking and walking and just being outside is just really good for my soul. And so, um, yeah, so we planned a um, five day um, hiking tour to Utah and it was amazing. We got to do um, five national parks in five days and it was, yeah, it was, it, we, yeah. And it was, um, but it was so us, right? Like we, we both are very like to be active and we like to be outside and we like adventure and I hadn't had adventure in my life in so long. I hadn't, you know, done or seen things that just like, wow, like that's incredible in so long. And, um, yeah, so we, yeah, so we did that and it was, and so who is Jamie, when you come back from a trip like that of doing something that's so nourishing to your soul, that's so aligned with, you know, what you know, to fill up your cup, what's it like to then come back home? So yeah, I I call it, um, re-entry. Yes, right? it feels like, like re-entry, like the, the spaceship <laughs> coming back to yes. Earth. Like it's like a whole all the turbulence. <laughs> yeah, so re-entry is you know the first day is always <laughs> joyful because you're seeing all the kids, and then and then you you realize okay, so my life is the same, you know, or you know the same people, the same schedule. The you know they still need to eat three times a day, which like blows my mind every time. Constant eating, um, like there's just so much eating happening. But I, I think that being able to recognize some, some things about myself, like advent, how important adventure is, like I can then pull some adventure into, you know, my week or my, my day-to-day life, even in things like pretending with my kids. So I've, I've never been a, a mom who liked to like play like with little figurines Imaginary. or do that kind of stuff. But like, I find that I like to, you know, we're at a park and I'll be like, okay, let's be on a, you know, like, let's have an adventure right here at the park. Or I'll take the kids on a hike and like, I'm able to like create a little sense of adventure. You know, it's not the sites that I was seeing in Utah, but it's pulling in that thing that was kind of lost for a little while that that I like and that I value. So like the movement and the excitement, and even though it's not necessarily real, it's pretend it still does something for me and for my mind and for my health. you can access it when you're in nature, when you're inside the house. And it's, I always think creativity is the first thing to go when you're tired or burned out. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't be creative and like, look at the train going around the track right? again and again. Yeah. It's like, how yeah. am I supposed to make this interesting or come to life? Right. Like some people are really good at that. Like storytellers yeah. people who love to like use their imagination. But for you, it sounds like going outside is where mm-hmm. it invokes that like, yeah. oh, what if this, and who could be the first one to do that? And let's just see yeah. what's up here. And so mm-hmm. even just taking your kids out. And that's the thing too. I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm so 
in the weeds, right? I'm so lost. I'm so overwhelmed by my life. There's so much to do and so many logistics. Like, you know, they think what I need, I can't have because it's so big. Like I need a week in Utah to tour the national parks. That sounds amazing, but I can't have that. So therefore I just have to stay stuck. But realizing that it is like baby steps, it's like, you know, taking, I mean, I start the smallest increment I do with moms who are really overwhelmed is 15 Mm -hmm. minutes a day, Mm -hmm. like just to prove to yourself that you are free and you can do, everybody can have 15 minutes a day. It's extended potty break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, you can create that. And so once you give yourself that mental and physical space, just to like, like kind of like, what do I, what do I yearning for? Then if it's like adventure is what you're yearning for, how can I start bringing that into my life this weekend in the smallest of ways, you know, going to a different coffee shop that you've never gone to before Mm -hmm. is a little inkling of adventure. So I think if you can stay focused on the big picture of like, this is the feeling I'm yearning for, this is the element that I'm missing, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's creativity or adventure or relaxation or solitude, whatever it is you're yearning for, stay really broad. And then there's many, many different ways to get it, Mm -hmm. right? If you think I can't be happy unless I'm on vacation, you know, in Utah, climbing mountains or whatever, Mm -hmm. then you're, you are really kind of narrowing it. um, It it almost like setting yourself up for failure because it's too big of a leap. So that's my little... Well, and I, and I definitely agree. And I, I hope that whoever hears this doesn't just focus on, oh, well, I can't go to Utah. So I'm not gonna, you know, this wasn't right for me. Like I'm for me, the, you know, all the cards lined up and my, you know, we just were, we were fortunate. My husband won a trip for work and we used the money to do that, you know, like things just lined up so that we were able to do that. But, um, I think you're right. Like, I don't want someone to miss the point. Like it was small little things that even got me to the point to believe that maybe a trip like that was possible for me at all. And like, I don't think, you know, two years ago, even if we had the money to do it, I would have even thought it was a possibility. Absolutely. So like, let's say you're before, (laughs) you, you know, a year ago, before we started working together, if your husband had won some money for work, where do you think you would have spent it? we probably would have not done anything with it. Like we would have bought a refrigerator or, you know, or, de- you know, done something like paid bills. Not, yeah. We would not have done what we did. Right. I, w- I can confidently say like that was a direct result of, um, again, learning about myself and learning and then us, us, you know, and I would say you and, your, that. you and your husband doing those, the dreaming. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Cause you guys had both yeah. spent some time of like, well, what do we want? What would be fun? What would, you know, mm-hmm. because you had done that ahead of time and kind of created in your imagination, you were prepped mm-hmm. <laughs> and ready yes. so that yes. when money came in, it was like, Oh yeah. Geez. And then we, and then we were like, yep, this is what we're doing. And um, yeah. So yeah, it, it came, all of it was small little things that then when the money was there, we were ready to, we were ready to do it. So, so somebody was sitting on the fence and they're thinking about like, I'm trying to decide if life coaching is going to help me. Is it worth it? You know, it's expensive. It's an investment in myself. Like I'm not good at putting, investing money in myself, you know, right. 
Like what, what advice would you give to them? Well, I would definitely give them, you know, tell them to do the discovery call with you. I feel like I learned so much in that little 30 minutes of us just chatting. Um, and that was, I was like, wow, if I can learn that much in just a short period of time, like think about what, what could, you know, the possibilities for 12 weeks could be, I think more than, you know, we've focused a lot about like adventure and the trips and, you know, things like that. But honestly, I think the number one thing that I have learned that will impact me forever is that there is just a small part of me that can now pause and observe myself in a way in every situation that I was never able to do before. So I'll give you a perfect example. Like this week, I've been a little um, cranky and irritable. And I feel like a year ago, that could have been like, you know, cranky and irritable. Now, now adding shame and judgment on top of cranky and irritable and adding this and adding this. And it just would like, take like a, you know, couple hour cranky and irritable and make it a week long event because I just kept piling on and on. And now I'm able to stop and say, why am I, okay, I'm cranky and irritable and be curious. Like, why am I cranky and irritable? It's because I've been with the kids nonstop and haven't had any time to myself. And then I can say how I can either have a power with my husband or look at my schedule and say, what can I clear? How can I, you know, it's just being able to take that pause mm-hmm. and then make a, make a choice that that's right for me and right for my kids, because, you know, I don't need to be cranky and irritable forever. If I can just spend a couple hours, you know, to recharge. So right. I think that that is that's a life skill that I have now that I did not have before to be able it, to view myself like that. It is. And that's why, you know, I, I have this 12 week coaching program uh, called Super Mom is Getting Tired because I really found that that's the kind of the magical time frame that if, where you said how it was kind of progress was slow in the beginning, right? And then it started mm-hmm. building momentum. And what happens is in the beginning, you're building the ability to become aware, right? You're building mm-hmm. your awareness of like be, the ability to watch yourself and create yeah. that space where you can be like, mm, okay, like I see what's happening here. And that that is what's so you don't see external changes in the beginning. It's all internal. Mm-hmm. And then if you keep going, then, you know, that kind of towards the end of the coaching program, then you start being able to kind of see those external shifts and you're kind of, but you have the ability to notice like, oh, I notice I'm not yelling at my kids as much. Like, mm-hmm. oh, isn't that funny? Because you've got the awareness there and then you start noticing the external changes, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of happen. And so, yeah, I think that's really for sure that I think that is the most valuable thing is that ability to pause in any situation, whether it's with, you know, husbands, kids work, it doesn't, it, it, it bleeds into all areas, right? Yeah. This ability to like, Oh, I notice, I notice how I'm feeling. I notice what's happening here. I notice how the kids are acting and then kind of giving you that ability to pause, elevate yourself, observe, decide how you want to respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's huge. And so I, I want to talk just for a minute about the end of 12 weeks, because at the end of 12 weeks, you were, things were clicking for you. You'd mm-hmm. had a, a lot of, you, because you left your job, you'd had a lot of uh, awareness. You hadn't had, you hadn't done, you know, your life hadn't changed dramatically. 
And I felt like I remember that 12th session feeling like, uh, like, a, are you sure you're ready to fly the nest? I feel mm-hmm. like we'd kind of just gotten you to the precipice, but your wings yes. hadn't quite fully formed. I wasn't, I thought maybe we could do another, you know, 12 week session. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, Tori, I think I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm good. I'm ready to fly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how you feel like you got there and in, in what gave you the ability to feel like I'm ready to go this on my own. Cause I feel like you totally did. You totally took it and flew with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, tell me what, how you think you were able to soak it all up, absorb it, and then really integrate and implement that into your life in a real practical daily way. Well, that's a huge, that's a big question. Um, I, I mean, I think I remember that conversation and I, I remember I mean, I, I, maybe you thought I was more confident than I actually was, because I think I was a little bit like, I don't know if I'm ready to like, not My wings our... are still wet. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I, I'm not quite sure what this, um, you know, what this is going to look like. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Right. Question. It's almost like, what do you attribute I... to your success? Yes. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think it's just some things that we talked about, I, I kept up, like I, I kept journaling a little bit and mm-hmm. trying to identify when I was stuck in a certain like thought pattern about something, how I could think about it differently. And I think the first month after we, we stopped our weekly calls, that was my go-to to um, be observant of of like where I was getting stuck on different things and then how I could look at something differently and then how I could really like adopt that, you know, looking at it differently. So I think the journaling really helped to transition from us talking to me, you know, doing. You um, built yourself a structure with the eight hours a week of time for you to pay attention to you mm-hmm. and some daily journaling to like also pay attention, like what's working, what's not like you kind of, I I think the structure really helps people. And that's part of Mm -hmm. why, you know, life coaching works is because you've got this designated one hour per week to reflect on what's working, what's not like that is one Mm -hmm. of the components that makes it successful Mm -hmm. and the ability to observe and question, but you at least have this container. So I think as you're talking, I'm thinking that's probably the difference between somebody I work with who kind of feels like I'm not ready to go on my own and somebody who is like, you know, I can take it around with it because you've got a daily journal practice and this designated time, eight hours yes. where you're actually yes. utilizing it for the most important thing, which is how am I doing? Yes. <laughs> What's yes. up with me? What do I yes. need? What do I want? Now I will say, I wish in, in retrospect that I would have circled back with you once my kids came home for the summer. <laughs> because that just is a whole that was like a whole new thing that I wasn't again my daily things that that we or my weekly and kind of daily things that I had set in place to structure yeah healthy and sane were all out the window and um yeah so um that is so maybe you can um work on like a class for how to survive (laughs) I definitely needed that class Oh my goodness. When that I, was a big, big 
that probably if I look at my year, that was, I lost momentum for sure during the summer. Like I, I took some steps back during the summer, but that being said, once the kids got back into school, I put the structure back in place and, you know, I still am feeling so much better than I was feeling, you know, a year, year ago. So well, thank you so yeah. much for taking this time and recording yes. this video with me. Yes, I thank love. you so much. I I just I have loved our time together and our time in the future that we will have together, I'm sure. <laughs> and so, yes, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.